You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Winged Octopus Podcast. I am your host for tonight, Greg. I am here with Ryan. Tyler uh, is taking a leave of absence tonight, and I am back from paternity leave. So this is my welcome back show. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm pretty good. I got a beer in hand and NHL playoffs ready to start. So let's do this. Yeah, tonight is the chance for Washington to close out these Stanley Cup playoffs and become champions, which I don't believe they're going to do, but they could do it tonight if they wanted. I'm all for it. I'm on the Ovi train. Yeah, Ovi. Ovi deserves it. It's. I think it's his time. He reminds me of Stevie. Stevie Y. He's 13 years in, roughly. Finally got. I mean, Stevie already was it to a championship, but now he can do it and cement the legacy. Yep, and then in a few years he can retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but tonight we've got a couple topics. We're going to try and make this show a little quick. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about free agency. We're also going to talk about trades that are possible for the Red Wings because some interesting information has come out recently if you read The Athletic. But tonight we are going to start with our free agents. Um, and I'm going to kick it off with the one that I think we all know that the Red Wings should target, even though a lot of people that I see are hardline against it. And I don't know why, but that's one Jonathan Tavares. So Tavares right now, you could argue, is in the prime of his career. Uh, he's 26, I believe, and he's just getting better. So if you sign someone like Tavares, and we will have the cap space, don't even yell cap space, into the freaking wind. We've got like $16 million right now, and the cap hasn't even gone up. But if you sign Jonathan Tavares in three to four years when you are going to be good, he'll still be amazing. What do you think, Ryan? No, I absolutely agree. I mean, he's going to command a shit ton of money, yeah. However, that's because of the type of player that he is, and he's also a generational talent. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as say he's like a Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews type generational talent, but he is at the top tier of what you want to build your team around. He's an elite player. Absolutely. Detroit doesn't have that. You could say Zetterberg, but he is clearly falling off. His body's taken over and shutting him down. However, he's still the most consistent guy, as we talked about. But if you have a chance to get a guy with Tavares with the cap jumping up, what are we at, $75 million this year? Uh, right now, but they're projecting it's going to go up to 80. Yep. You have that jump. Mike Green's contract is gone. Don't you dare do it, Ken Holland. Mrazic's gone. You got a handful of others that drop off after this coming season that we've talked about before. The space is there. The youth not, is not necessarily there. There's too much question in the Grand Rapids and below outside of like a Rasmussen to say come in and help out, but he's not yeah, going to make an impact on John Tavares. Yeah. Uh, Tavares, I think should be, if you're looking to make a blockbuster free agent signing, Tavares should be it. Mm-hmm. If you want to spend, and I mean, he's going to want $10 million a year and I'll leave oh, him for any less. But if you bridge, if you bridge Mantha, like Mantha looks like he wants to be bridged. Yep. You're going to have the money to sign him. You, and you're going to bring in some kids and please do not resign Mike Green. Jesus no, as, Christ. As great as he was, yes, he was the number one point getter on the, on the back end. Let, let Heronic take that void. Exactly. I feel like Heronic could be a Mike Green when he was drafted kind of player. Yep. He has shown in Grand Rapids that he can produce from the back end. We just need to give him a spot to produce with. 
And if you sign someone like Green again, I mean, you're going to have Green quarterback the power play, and it's it's just going to be the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, a couple other names I have uh, as far as offense goes, if you want to sign someone, is uh, Van Riemsdyk uh, or Vanek or JT Miller. Those are my other three for for kind of forwards that you could sign to get a little bit of offensive production. I think Vanek has an upside because he is a vet. Um, mm-hmm. He was awesome when he was here. I don't think they should have traded him, mainly because they didn't get a lot for him when they did. Um, but I, you could sign him to a million-dollar contract, and if he produces like he produced before, th- you win those one-goal games. That's just uh, that simple. Oh, yeah, you can see the difference he made just for Columbus in that short time in their playoff push. He came in and did exactly what he was doing with Detroit. I mean, he was doing it with Vancouver as well, but not with the, he didn't have the same skill set. And when Bozer went down, it was just a crapshoot out there. So I wouldn't be mad about Vanek. A guy, with, I'm looking at the hockey news, top 25 list, or top 30, excuse me. A guy like James Neal would stand out to me. Because if you have a guy like Rasmussen coming in the lineup, James Neal and him have very similar play style with their body and the way they can just dominate in front of the net. So that'd be an interesting one to me. I think if in having Neil, who is in his, what is he, mid-30s now? Uh, he is uh, 30 years old. Okay, so he's 30. So if you have someone like Zetterberg retiring within a couple years, you're going to need another veteran presence. Zetterberg's going to be gone. Cronwall's going to be gone. You can't have a team of all kids. Uh, Edmonton has shown time and time again that that does not work. Yep. So if you sign someone like uh, a Vanek and you keep him around for a while cheap, he's a veteran presence. If you sign someone like like Neil, Neil can come in and be a veteran presence in the lineup and help the kids in the locker room and, and off ice. So I think knowing that Zetterberg's going to be gone and Cronwell's going to be gone, you need that veteran guy that you can plug in that's going to produce but can still mentor the younger players that are coming in. Right. I say there's a handful of defenders too, like just going down this list. Ian Cole, I like I've always liked him. He's an aggressive type defender. Yeah. And granted, we have to dislodge a bunch of the crap that we had back there. But just going through, I mean, a guy like Derek Ryan wouldn't be an awful. He's a center. He's a good veteran presence out there. He slumped a little bit, but he could still provide something I think that Detroit would could use. Yeah, I also saw uh, saw the uh, someone bring up John Moore from yeah. Jersey. Yep. Moore can be in a slightly offensive defenseman, although he's not going to turn the team around. He can provide some some power from the back end. I think though, with with defense, our our best way to go is to clear out contracts mm-hmm. and bring in Hironic, bring in Chalowski, see what they can do, and when once you know what they can do then next season say, hey, I need to sign a free agent because they didn't perform the way I think they should have. Yeah, and so everything I'm hearing from like Craig Custance and the sort, it sounds like the two main blocks that we could see jettisoned by trade deadline, or uh, excuse me, the draft deadline is uh, Jensen or Ouellette, which either of them gone, I'm not going to be too upset about. Jensen maybe a little more than Ouellette only because it's not one of the guys like a DeKaiser or Erickson, yeah. for instance. But the way they look at how they performed on the team as a, as a whole, they're not going to go anywhere. Erickson's only got another year after this coming season. So 
I don't see them actually doing anything with him, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think we'll get a little bit more into the the whole Jensen and Exo thing in our in our trade portion. But I, I want to go to goalies, and I think we're in lockstep on this one that the Red Wings' best bet is probably to sign a guy like Carter Hutton. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy's got two years left. Hutton is is in his mid thirties. Although he, he, with St. Louis, he was really good. Mm-hmm. He probably posted one of the best years that he's had. You could probably get him for around three and a half mil, three and a quarter to three and a half million, maybe. And you put him in a one A one B situation where you platoon him and Howard. You maybe give Howard a little bit of a break because his groin is made of glass. Mm-hmm. And you play Hutton two games, play Howard a game, play Hutton two more games, Howard a game. And that, I think, would... Howard wasn't bad. I mean, I want to say Howard wasn't terrible last year. For all the shit people want to give him, Howard was not terrible. Our defense was terrible. Yep. Howard was good. Not great, he was good. I think if Hutton came in and you have two good goalies instead of Howard and the shell of Peter Morazic and the ghost of Jared Coro. I don't, that's literally was our goalie situation. So I think signing someone like Hutton could, could help solidify that. And what's nice too, is that Hutton's a couple years younger. Yeah. He's 30 plus years old, but you sign him to a three-year deal at just over 3 million. That's not the end of the world for them. Jimmy's only, he's on an expiring contract. You can probably re-sign him to a two-year deal at most for half of what he's making now. So about two and a half mil. And then that still, that gives your opportunity for some of these young guys to really jump into Grand Rapids, get their feet wet in the AHL and then make their leap. Cause we know it's not going to be Coral. No, the opportunities he's been given has been falling to the wayside, which is extremely unfortunate because of how the promise that he had, but it was all at the AHL level. So. Yeah. I think with, with the goalie situation, if you re-sign Howard after the two years, you sign him as a backup. Yep. If you sign Hutton to a, to a three-year contract and he performs well and say a guy like Larson comes up and plays in Grand Rapids and he's amazing. He's lights out for two years and you want to give him a shot at becoming the starting goaltender in Detroit. What you could do is you could trade Hutton. That's, as long as he's performing, it's perfectly feasible in year two to say, Hutton, we're going to trade you. Or Jimmy, we're, Jimmy, you're going to go to the Islanders because you've always wanted to go there. And Hutton becomes your backup. Or Hutton becomes your main and Larson becomes your backup until he solidifies a starter role. And, and people will scream at me for saying, eh, re-sign Jimmy Howard for another two years. But if you sign him with him knowing he's not going to have a lead role, Mm-hmm. then uh, there's no problem with that. Look at all the people who were, were veteran backups in their career before they retired. Look where Ryan Miller has gone. Look at Hashik. Exactly. So it's not out of this world to say, sign Jimmy to a backup style contract, trade him or Hutton towards the end of their contracts to bring in a young guy. We at no point right now have a backup goaltender ready that is currently signed to come into the the NHL. We don't even have one that's going into the AHL. They're in college or they're in the juniors. So no, they absolutely need it. And a, a guy like Carter Hutton, I mean, the nice thing with Jimmy is that he was prepared to accept his role 
as the one B or number two with yep. Peter when he was actually playing well. And you know he can do that if we got if they had a, a Hutton or say a Yurisov Halak, which is kind of like the backdrop. I'm kind of looking at this list here, but he's the cheap option. Yeah, Jimmy will do what is needed of him, and he's already accepted that. He knows how old he is, yep. but he's still playing at a good enough level that can help the team. So that's that's kind of where that's at, in my opinion. Yeah, my other option at goal was Oscar Dansk. He came in for a few games, in, or for actually quite a few games in Vegas, and he was great. I mean, Vegas went through like five goalies this year, and all of them performed exceedingly well. So Oscar Dansk, he's real young. He's real cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go with a young, cheap option to develop, if you don't think that guys like uh, Petrozelli or Caden Fulcher are going to be able to come to an NHL level and perform well, which it's still way too early to say. Um, but, you know, Larson's probably going to. But if you wanted a second option, even for Grand Rapids, uh, until you see what they can do, Oscar Dansk, I think, would be a good, cheap backup option for Jimmy Howard. Yeah, which I, I could almost see as the more realistic option because Hutton may end up wanting too much based off the year that he had. But we'll see. Yeah. So I think we're going to move on to our um, possible trade scenarios before the draft here or at the draft. Um, and so there was a couple big names that were listed off. And I believe the Athletic may have reported it first. Mm-hmm. I've heard it from a couple outlets. Uh, Athanasiu has been a name that has come up quite often in trade rumors, not because they're not saying that the Red Wings don't want to resign him, but that some consensus strain between him and, and coaching and management. Right. And I get it after he kind of screwed around this, this off season and threatened to go to Europe and, and all that garbage. And he, uh, held out to get his like $1.8 million contract, but he has arbitration rights now. Yep. So either a contract, a contract will get done, but the contract doesn't necessarily have to be done with the Red Wings. So I think they could easily at the deadline or not at the deadline, but at the trade table, trade AA and uh, to get a second and a prospect, and then maybe package some more of those picks to, to either move up, or or get a player looking or for trade to a team to get a player they're looking at. Right. It, he's tricky. I'm 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 pulled up the the athletic article you were referring to and he made 1.4 million. I don't think he's worth much more than that, maybe 2 max right now. Only because he's been around, he can show that what he can do, but he's just not consistent enough with it. Um my ideal scenario for him would be a package deal uh, for a couple of those mid-second round, early second round picks that Detroit has and try to move up and get a second first round pick. That's my ideal scenario. Well, it would be a happen? third first round pick at that point. Well, I don't actually move your Vegas no, pick. I'm sorry. Up. It'd be Anthony CU, that 30th or 31st pick. So two, uh, Anthony CU a first and one of those seconds that we got. Okay. Maybe I think that would land him top 15, if not close to top 10. Would Holland do that? Maybe for what they've got available and what they know is out there. But I also think they could try to get more picks because of him, like you mentioned, because of how deep this draft is. Because if they picked up another second round pick 
or yeah. even two picks in that trade, that'd be huge. And yeah. there's way too much out there for this type of draft this season to to pass up. Yeah, I, I like the idea of trading Athanasiu and, and the Vegas pick to and maybe a, a, one of the later second rounds to move up and get one of the, the Islander picks that they've got 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. So say you, you can move up to 12. Right there, you've got another either great-looking defenseman or, or solid center that you can grab yep. in, in one of those areas. Or you can trade Athanasiu in one of the seconds to move up and grab an Islanders pick and then trade that Islanders pick in one of the other seconds to move up even further. So there's a lot of trade scenarios for Athanasiu. There are teams that want him. I think the quote was, we love his speed. The only thing that worries us is his production. Yep, exactly. So he has the speed there, but like I've said before, Athanasiu scores a lot on cheated plays Mm -hmm. and not a lot at even play. If you put him with a puck-moving defensive team, he's going to flourish. If he he was with a team like Washington right now, he'd be looking like Kuznetsov. I know that's Mm -hmm. a bit of a stretch how great Kuznetsov's playoff has been, but I think that's what he could potentially be like if you've got a team that can actually pass the puck out of their own end. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's totally easy to see someone he needs to be set up perfectly. And -hmm. if they've got good D that can set him up, he'll be great. That's why he plays good with Larkin because Larkin can set him up. Yep. And it it showed a few times this season alone, just when Detroit was fast and moving the puck out and got him free, you you, you couldn't stop him. Nope. You get him. got to get him on a breakaway though. Mm Mm-hmm. So the other name that's been brought up that's been kind of shocking to some people, I don't find it that shocking, but people are like, oh, a name we never thought would come up is Nick Jensen. So we all know that they're most likely going to, they're trying to wave, or they're trying to trade Xavier Ouellette. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find many partners because he couldn't crack the lineup on a bad Red Wings team. So they're most likely going to have to wave him. But Jensen played in the Worlds and he was good. Jensen was good in the Worlds. He was. He was actually very impressive. Yeah, and, and there are teams that are, are calling on him. Uh, I think you could get a third and a fourth for Jensen. Uh, the thing is, is, is what has been said recently is that teams are calling on him, but the Red Wings aren't super eager to move him right now and may wait until training camp. But if you wait until training camp, those teams can sign someone else. Right. Uh, Jensen, though he's cheap, he comes in under the cap, I believe, at around eight hundred thousand. And if you want a, a younger puck-moving defenseman, it's Jensen, and, and he's in a B-year bottom pair defenseman, but he's he's serviceable. We would just need to move him out so we could move in some of the kids. Here, he's like an Anthony Sear to me. You put him on a defense that can actually handle the puck, or an athletic style defense, I should say. And he can be effective. And like you mentioned, with the World Championships, that's the type of defense USA had. And he looked fantastic. Yep. He, he got caught flat-footed a few times in his own end. That's still where he struggles the most majority of the time. But when he got to push out and really do something, he looked great. So, And then also, kind of side note, that reminds me of like why I was excited to see prospect Quinn Hughes playing just to see what these guys can do with better competition or better players that they're next to. So it's, it's pretty promising. Yeah. And I think the only other, like I said, I think you get third and fourth for him though. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot, 
but if you can unload him and just to move in someone like a Chlowski or someone like Aronic, I think you do it. Um, the only other people I think I can see them trying to trade, uh, of course, we know they're going to try and trade Nyquist. That would open up a spot for someone like Svechnikov. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask the world because of what they were able to get for Tatar. I don't think they're going to get it. And I think Nyquist is going to be on the team next season. I think he'll stay as much as I would love to see that contract go, because that's the biggest thing they need is money off the books. Yep. Um, If he goes anywhere, it's not going to be until deadline time and it's all going to be dictated by how he plays throughout the season, which I think he's going to have another similar. He's not that old. How old is he right now? Nyquist is 27 or 28. I think he's still at that perfect time in his career. So it's not, there, the possibility he's gonna I, it's gonna be similar to Tatar. I don't think he's gonna garner a first round pick. No, he's not the scoring type. He's the playmaking type, which is perfectly fine for most teams. But he can make I think more of an impact than Tatar unfortunately did in um, Vegas. But I still think he still got the short end of the stick, anyways. Yeah, I think if you put him on, if you put Nyquist on a line with someone like a Michael Rasmussen mm-hmm. who can finish, uh, I think he has a really good year, and you could see him trade by the deadline. Right. No, I think it could definitely go well for for whatever they try to go with, and they can make it make something happen. It just depends on how this draft and free agency goes, and then where they're going to take it from there. Yeah, I think the only other people they may be able to tr- try and trade, I don't think it's going to be successful, is DeKaiser and Glenn Denning. Mm-hmm. People like DeKaiser, but they don't like him for the four million, four point five million that he's making. And we know Toronto really liked Glenn Denning, or I should say Mike Babcock really liked take Glenn him. Denning. Fucking take him. Give me Turgeon. I- exactly. So you could plug in Turgeon for for about a million dollars less, and he has the same effect. So if you can get a team to take Glenn Denning, even or if the they're going to give you – Yeah, even if they're going to give you a fourth or fifth-round pick or whatever, if you can do that and plug in a cheaper player, then you just do it. Who cares? That's they're, what Pittsburgh's done all these years. Exactly. Get rid of your bottom players, mm-hmm. bring in kids you can pay less that have the same skill set, and you've got a lower cap. Yep. I think my last thing for tonight, and we're going to get wrapping it up, but my last thing is, for the love of God, buy out Jonathan Erickson. <laughs> I no. know, I know uh, that Ken Holland's like, I need to honor my contracts, and we've got veterans, no. and we need to honor them. Fuck Erickson. Okay. That's all, I, that's all I'm going to say on it. Jonathan Erickson, I made a really good picture of him in like, he looks like a, he's got a traffic cone like outfit on, <laughs> but he needs to go. I mean, he's blocking room for a defenseman to move in. Get rid of Erickson and put Hicketts in. At least Hicketts will hit people. Yes. Hicketts half his fucking size and he'll actually go out and put a body on somebody. And he actually makes a play in the defensive end. I got, a, I got a ton of shit from people online because they were given shit for, for saying that, no, we shouldn't draft Quinn Hughes because he's too small and too much of a liability. Look at Erickson. How how freaking tall is Erickson? Was he like 12 foot four? Pretty much. And he skates like a bitch, and he won't hit people. Nope. He Ever since that person. injury from several years ago, he has not been the same player. He wasn't even that great, but he's a bottom dweller, so we could hide him. Now they're putting him in top four minutes, and he's ruining everything. Yeah. I get it. He's a great guy. My fiance says he's always oh, dreamy. No, that's that. nice. He's Looks gone. Don't play hockey. No. So I think if you can buy out, John, you can do it. Just buy out Jonathan Erickson. Who cares? We bought out Stephen Weiss with like eight years left on his contract. 
Yep. If you buy out Erickson, I'm pretty sure the buyout would only last two years. And it it's like under, a, it's like a little over a million dollars. So it's it wouldn't 1. even matter. 1.4 million for an extra two years of his contract compared to the four and a quarter he's making now. Just do it. Move him out. Move in Hicketts for $825,000. Yep. Like if you take his buyout amount and you take Hicketts salary and you add them together, it's still not even half of what he was making. Hicketts was already on a better pace than fucking Erickson was, and he played, what, eight Four games? games? And yeah, he was at, like, a point-per-game pace? Yes. <laughs> like, it's not – it's a no-brainer. <clears throat> if, you can get, if you can wave Ouellette, you can trade Jensen, buy out Erickson, you can move in Chalowski, you can move in Hironic, and you can move in Hicketts. And there you go. Just see what that, the fuck I'm happens. It can't be worse than last Joe season. Exactly. I'll come with you. It can't, I mean, it literally cannot be worse than what happened last season. I hope Tess is listening to this. She can enjoy this, our <laughs> hatred of Jonathan Erickson right now. It's just, it's become a little much. Uh, anyways. But I think that uh, that wraps up my return episode of the Winged <laughs> Octopus podcast. Uh, what do you got, Ryan? Any any final thoughts? And then shout out your Twitter tag. For uh, me. My final thoughts is watching game five here between Vegas and Washington. I'm, as I mentioned earlier, on the OV hype train. I want to see him win it. I low-key want to see him win it at home. Uh, but I think Vegas is going to clinch it out. So I'm looking forward to some hockey tonight. And, and Twitter. Uh, t- Twitter handle is at RDRyan33. Yeah, my final thoughts are... It's not going to be as bad as people think it's going to be. Everyone's all doom and gloom, and it's one of the few chances they've got to hate the Red Wings because they're not as good as they used to be. But shut the hell up. Like, seriously, just be excited at what's going to happen. I see a lot of people with believe it when I see it attitudes. I'm the same way, but I'm I'm trying to enjoy it because hockey is about having fun. There's a lot of promise on this team. Exactly. Just be a fan, see what happens, root for the kids, and just hope they give it hell. And hate Um, Jonathan Erickson. Exactly. And get Erickson the hell out. We'll black bag him and get him (laughs) off to some sites and we'll leave him in Mexico. (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, also on iTunes. We are also sponsored by Howie's Hockey Tape. If you go to Howie'sHockeyTape.com and use the promo code WINGEDO, you will receive 10% off of your order. Howie's is a Michigan-made product, so always buy local. Uh, But that's it for us tonight. Everyone have a good night, and stay classy, Hockey Town. That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a small town girl.